Hey, man. How's it going? It's going great. How you doing? I'm doing well. Happy morning. Yeah. Well, afternoon, afternoon. now. <laughs> Happy Saturday. So what's the weather like where you are? It's getting towards warm. It's like okay. 52 today, I guess. Okay. I'm in a blizzard right now. Are you really? Yes. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> so I normally weather talk would be quite boring, but it's, um, yes, it's quite unseasonable here right now. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's more apartments available in Boston. So. <laughs> Well, Minnesota, I would say, is not doing a great job in enticing anyone to stick around here. But I'm sure in a matter of weeks, it'll be beautiful and uh, we'll all have forgotten about this blizzard. Sure. Cool. <laughs> so how are things? Uh, things are going well. I started to jot down some notes about what happened this week and I filled up a page. So yeah, stuff's been stuff's been moving. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. You're unencumbered. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, and... I will say the the days where I ship things feel the best and then days where I don't, I kind of sometimes get in that trough of like, uh, I feel like I haven't shipped, I haven't been productive lately. So it's, it's kind of funny how the ups and downs happen like that. But yeah, it feels like things are moving in the right direction still. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen some good stuff come out. So yeah, it seems positive. Yeah, so I'll just kind of run through some of these. One thing I've been wanting to do for a while is get uh, some kind of landing page set up. Like I don't have anything on a level domain right now i'm pretty much driving everyone to my personal website where i'm blogging and have where the manifesto lives right now i've been meaning to kick off a design project with steve to get some of the kind of the visual identity beyond just the logo um, put together for a landing page but i decided just to get something out there sooner even sooner than that i decided to set up a landing page on product hunt they have a they have a new product, I think it launched last fall, called Ship, and it basically lets you uh, set up a set up a landing page that is pretty like stock. Like you you don't have a whole lot of customization options, but it like it looks like a little chat thing, and it pops up and says, "Hi, my name is whatever, and this is my product, and click this button to subscribe." And the cool thing is like it it hooks into product hunt obviously so if you're logged in then you can just one click opt-in and then it shows like a little bit of social proof it has the number of subscribers who have opted in so i imported my existing list into there just so it was all populated and so it kind of entices people that if it looks like things are going on i think it entices people to click the button too so that's cool yeah does it have like zapier integration or drip integration or something to get your data over there so that that was interesting, actually. It does have uh, like webhook integrations, and they talk about having a Zapier integration. And I click the button to activate that, and they're like, "Oh, you need to be on the Super Pro plan." And I'm like, "Okay, what is that? What's that going to cost me?" And I looked, and it was like two hundred dollars a month if you sign up for an annual plan, or it's like two fifty a month if you go month to month. So it's it's hefty. I suspect that they are maybe targeting the funded startups and maybe larger companies who want to do smaller product launches uh, on product hunt or something that pricing model is not super bootstrapper friendly so yeah i like the boldness of it good for them if it's working out well you know that's a that's a nice price point i can export subscribers from there so once who come into that list uh we'll just sit there until i export them and import them into drip so just re- requires a little bit of manual work mm-hmm. yeah okay so, so is that up and live then that is up and live. I, I just was like fiddling with DNS today to get a redirect over there. So if you go to upcoming.level.space, uh, it should resolve to that. Definitely by the time this episode airs. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, right now it's not working for me. 
Cool. Cool. It looks legit. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. It tells you even some specific people who signed up right. to hear about it. Yeah, and I suspect if you're logged in and it might even show people who are connected to you. So it like, you know, it knows who your network is. When I logged in and after I imported the list, um, it showed obviously like follower count on Product Hunt. And I think it enriched the data a little bit. Like I think they use Clearbit. So that's kind of cool. Like yeah. a little bit of free data enrichment. I'll never complain about that. Totally. That is nice. Yeah. Huh. Uh, the other thing I was hoping for this too, which I think will probably play out well, is when I do get close to actually launching, I can, I may have to turn on a pro account for this, but I think you can basically promote your upcoming product and then you can like control the official launch date on Product Hunt. Because I know in the past, like when I had CodeTree, someone threw it up on Product Hunt before I was ready. And I know that's a pretty common thing that can happen. Um, so I was like, oh, I guess we're launching today. <laughs> so I think this gives you a little bit more control. And I don't know, I feel like if you're if you're already like a paying Product Hunt member, maybe that like helps with uh, just overall like exposure on the platform. So mm, interesting. Yeah. Seems like they built a nice little business model for themselves. Yeah, it's funny. Like I, when I looked at like the first, the first thing I was marked as a maker on, it was CodeTree, and it was like four years ago. So they've been around quite a while. Uh, I didn't even realize that. I felt like it was just last year or something. But I'm totally not up on Product Hunt. Like I still don't even think of it as being a thing. But I think it's way more popular than I am aware of. Yeah, yeah, and I, it definitely felt like in the early days, like it was a really. There's a lot of arbitrage there. There were like a lot of early adopter type of folks hanging around on there and there wasn't there wasn't that much activity so when you when you got good exposure on there it was like a good crop of people to be in front of and i think that's definitely still true today but you know it's a lot there's a lot more activity on there now so harder to get heard above the noise i think so yeah i got that set up which is good and and item number two is i published a blog post uh this week building level number two and this one was all about the text all about the tech stack um Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's felt good to get that one out. I wanted to sort of summarize my rationale, my reasons for why I'm choosing particular technologies and kind of my thought process behind it. So uh, that was a fun one to to promote and got a nice little bump again in uh, in subscribers. I think like 60 or so new subscribers uh, oh, wow. off of that promotion. So yeah, that's pretty legit. Yep. And in tandem with that, I also pushed live our pairing session from last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, seemed to, that seemed to get some love on social too. Yeah, that went really well. I was I had a good time doing that. Good, good. Yeah, I think I'm not surprised people liked it. I actually talked to somebody, um, a friend of mine who had seen it, and he said it's nice to have somebody who doesn't know GraphQL so well, or like some of the technologies used so well, because so I could I could sort of be the beginner and ask the beginner questions. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think we should do another one of those soon if you're if you're up for it. Yeah, I'm definitely up for it. One thing that was interesting, um, I started looking into the like the metrics a little bit that that YouTube exposes, and I kind of wish they went a level deeper. And maybe I'm missing something, but they do show like average play time, so like how many minutes total has the videos been watched versus how many viewers. And as you might expect, the percentages are pretty low. <laughs> yeah, it's probably depressing. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if it counts like if people kind of jump around like sometimes i do that where i'll just skip ahead and kind of look for parts that are interesting it's kind of hard to know based on what i've seen so far what people are actually doing but it's like somewhere between eight and twelve percent of the total videos being watched 
Uh, I mean, it was it was a long video. I mean, I think it was an hour and a half or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, one thing I'm interested in doing potentially is like trying to record some things that are a bit more bite-sized, like 10 minutes or something, and see see how engagement is on that and, and just whether people are interested in that. I haven't heard a lot of like feedback from people directly, uh, just some some like encouraging comments on some of the videos. So hard to know if people are actually watching them or if they just kind of like are happy in theory that these things are being published you know yeah totally <laughs> i bet there's some of that yeah yeah it reminds me of like my like my courses where people would sign up and be like oh i'm so excited and then never download it right <laughs> i actually i haven't looked at those numbers but i, I have a, like i've heard from a number of people that make info product type things it's like yeah you'll, you'll notice that like 60 percent of people download even download the thing and 40 yeah. percent never even just get it it's, yeah so funny how that happens but I don't know. I guess like it, it does serve its purpose, even if people don't watch all the way through, like just the fact that they know that this is being put out and I'm kind of building this trust with the community and, and it, it's there if they ever want to watch it. Maybe people are bookmarking it or putting it on their watch later list. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have time to like watch a whole one of those during my work day. Like that would probably not be the best use of time. So exactly. So, yeah. yeah. People, people might come back to it. Yeah. We could also just make fake videos and fake info products. <laughs> just like record, um, you know, a few minutes real and then like fill in the rest with dead air or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you sell it and like, you know, most people, like 60% of people say, hey, this isn't anything. You go, oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. And refund it. And then 40% just <laughs> keep the money. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. W- weren't you talking about like putting an Easter egg in the middle of your your course or something? I've been talking about a lot of shenanigans for a long time. So <laughs> yeah. that sounds like something I would say. Yeah. Totally a Ben Orenstein thing to do. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, and I also um, spun up a Twitter account for Level. And I we had talked about this a little bit, like different handle names. And one of the things I was really, that was really getting to me is like, I don't want, I don't want to be misnamed, like the whole get drip type of scenario. So we had talked about Level Teams, which is, you know, nice, pretty concise one, but also probably prone to the same problem. I ended up going with powered by level because I don't think anyone will ever call me powered by level. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? good. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a little lengthier than I would liked, but I think it'll, I think it's right. Yeah. I don't think the the length of the Twitter handle matters so much. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's much the bulk of my updates. Hmm. Have you pushed forward development more? Yeah, so I've built a few more small things, um, but I'm sort of feeling like a little guilty about building too much back end without doing front end. So I've been kind of splitting my time between writing a little back end code and then trying to get some design stuff nailed down. I'm trying to figure out the right approach for for who to show like mockups to and how much effort I should put into that versus just starting to build it out. Um, it doesn't feel totally clear to me. It would be nice to get some feedback, but I also don't want to waste a lot of time in the mocking phase. So are you still meeting with people or doing calls with people? Those have pretty much concluded. I had like, I had two, two more left and I actually sent them a, um, a Google form to fill out just cause I was like a few of them landed on a day where like something came up. I had to pick up a friend from the hospital or something and, and like, it's like, eh, I, Rather than rescheduling this, I'm just going to send it an, a- an async form and see how that, you know, works out. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think it's worth getting feedback on the mockups from other people? Well, my concern is that I'm going to hear 
Like, oh yeah, that's look looks good, looks cool. Interested to see that you know as a real thing. Like, if it's that type of feedback, then that's not super helpful. So, my my worry would be I spend too much time on making something presentable to show people only to get that type of feedback. You know, did any of the people that you talked to in that first round seem particularly savvy and like your ideal kind of customer, so that you could have kind of a smaller feedback group that you were more confident would give you good feedback? Actually, definitely yes. There were a few. I could think of probably four or five who were maybe like some of them were founders, I think. Another guy was like a a product manager. Like he was sort of of the mind of a product person, but also like aware of the the problems with chat and stuff. So yeah, I think there is a core in there that I could probably tap. That might be worth exploring. Yeah. And maybe something lower fidelity too, not like a high fidelity mock-up. I bet you're right that you'll mostly get people saying, yeah, that's cool. It seems good. But maybe you'll get some surprising things like, oh, this isn't at all what I thought you were talking about. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess if it's all positive, then it's not necessarily a bad thing. That just means like I don't have any reason to believe I'm off track right now, but someone could give me a reason to believe I am. So it's probably worth at least attempting. Yeah. I still sort of want you to try charging people and just see what happens. Mm, Yeah. Or like collecting some (laughs) prepayments. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, look, now I have mock-ups. If I make this, will you buy it? P.S. Can you buy it now? If you're getting mostly positive feedback and yeses from people so far, maybe you're not pushing it quite hard enough, you know? Maybe you could be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, that's something to consider. I mean, now that I do have, like, I know that maybe about half of the people I talk to are decision makers. The other half are just, like, you know, developers on the team who wouldn't necessarily have decision-making power. So I could probably circle back with at least some of those decision makers and push them for some cash. Yeah, I don't think it would do much harm. I think I think you would get some nose, and those nose would be illuminating, mm-hmm. yeah. potentially. So, if I'm putting myself in their shoes, it would probably be like, well, we really want to try it out, and I don't know. Like it, it is a there's a lot of switching costs to actually switching to something new. So, like we kind of want to, we would want to test it out first before committing financially. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that's probably what most people will say. But I bet I wouldn't be surprised if there were a couple that were like we really want this. We want this to happen. And so like, we're going to throw cash at you to help make sure this actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and those are the people I think that will give you the best and most interesting feedback later mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Good point. Fair point. Yeah. All right. I will, I will consider that at least. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the consideration. <laughs> you bet. I think that's all the level updates. Yeah. Okay. I actually just have a short update, which is, um, I've decided I am going to microconf. Sweet. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So, you can sort of blame Adam. He he convinced me in the end. I was he messaged me and it was like, "Hey, are you still on the fence?" And I was like, "Yeah, this this this." He's like, "Shut up, just do it." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're right. That's good. Maybe I should have just said that last time." That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's there are a bunch of people I want to see. It's maybe not exactly right for me where I am in this phase, but I don't want to let the relationships that I do have and have been building die because they're just so valuable, and I like these people, and you never know how you know what could come of it. So it felt like putting myself at microconf opened up the best set of interesting future possibilities. And I was like imagining in my head like, oh, well, it's not a lot of notice to give to the day job and that's too bad. And they might be mad about that. No, they weren't at all. They didn't care. So it was just like imagined conflict in my head and, you know, some really good reasons to, to go do it. So I'm glad I decided to do it. Well, good. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you in person then. Uh, Likewise. Yeah. yeah. We could do, we could try to do a pod, an in-person pod while we're out there. We, we should do never it. never done it before, right? Yeah. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. I can bring my little tiny mic. Cool. 
do you have oh is it like a like an omnidirectional type of mic that yeah you just... it's i think it's a i think it's by blue that same bluey company okay it plug it plugs into it has like a lightning adapter so it plugs right into a phone ah so very cool just kind of and it weighs you know two ounces which is yeah appeals to my ultralight travel personal <laughs> style travel. yep cool so yeah so i'm pumped i have to book a hotel but other than that i'm good got my flights good going it's happening yeah. No, there's going to be a good crew there. I mean, I, Steve's, Steve Sugar's going to be there. Adam, oh, nice. of course. Um, I think I actually met Steve in person last year. I think he was there too, but I just don't remember. Like it was an evening party or something. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll, yeah, I'm psyched. Nice. We should, uh, we should hang. Yeah. Was the last time I saw you in person at MicroConf last year? I think so. Yeah. yeah. We've been talking uh, about trying to like visit, silly. visit each other's towns, but uh yeah, which we should still make happen. I, I still want to get out to Boston for sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to appreciate how tall you are when, over this uh, this medium. <laughs> I know, I know. For those that uh, can't see, uh, Derek is four eleven. So. <laughs> You'd never know from the voice. <laughs> <laughs> you have a tall, you have a, the sound of a tall person, but in person, very very small. No, I think we're actually the same height. You're six five, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it always shocks me when someone else is my height because it doesn't happen that often. So I was like, what is this guy doing over here? It kind of like annoys me almost. Yeah, I was I was sitting at this uh, venue um, the other day and this guy walked by and I was like, that is a tall gentleman. And I actually asked, this is not something I normally do, but he just like looked, glanced over at me and I'm like, how tall are you? And he's like, uh, 6'11". <laughs> I'm like, yes. I'm like I'm 6'5 and I rarely look up. So I know that like... I always have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are times where like someone walks by and I'll, I'll say to my friend, like, am I as tall as that guy? And they're like, yeah. It's like, damn, Jesus, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that guy looks like a monster. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, because of that, I, bu- I booked uh, some fancy flights, which is nice. I just, I've just decided that for any trip of reasonable length, the cost of upgrading to more leg room or business class or whatnot is just, that's just what it's going to cost me to do it. I'm just going to pretend that economy does not exist. <sighs> Whatever, if I, if I can make, if I can swing it. Yeah, get those exit rows or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying um, JetBlue Mint this time. Oh, nice. Which is their fancy? Uh, I guess they JetBlue added basically a business class section on some of their flights that are longer. Very cool. So going direct from Boston, which is beautiful. Nice, nice. I don't think I've ever flown JetBlue. Actually, they must not be out of oh. Minneapolis. Interesting. Yeah, no, they're 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 pretty solid. Oh, like cool. Them. Good to know. So yeah, that might be it. Cool. We can wrap it. Short one. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. We both got stuff going on. All right. Cool. Well, as always, show notes. Show notes can be found at artofproductpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. See ya.